Well, I'm back. Uh, a little sooner than I expected because I've been putting out a crap load of content today, at least by my standards. And uh, I'm back actually because I had an idea to this morning in the gym of something I wanted to talk about. And I, I think it'd be a great topic and I might, I might extend it beyond just this, this one little thing I'm going to do today. And, and that topic is the easiest and most efficient, quickest way to build muscle. And for those of you new to the podcast, basically the format is that I take an idea I want to talk about and think about, and I just kind of, I go, um, every now and then I pop in some research I've done, uh, in, in between my things, but a lot of it's really just, I want to kind of, I want to talk through some ideas and get some ideas in my mind. And, and obviously in the gym, one thing that comes quickly to mind is is what I'm doing the the most efficient thing I can be doing. So that's what I wanted to talk a little bit about today. So what is the quickest and easiest way to build muscle? Uh, to be honest, I'd, I'd like to reframe this a little bit to begin with, because I don't like the idea when you think of quick and easy. Well, building muscle isn't a quick and easy process. It's about creating an adaptive response in your body, and that doesn't happen easily. You have to push yourself. You have to force yourself into that uh, place where your body has to uh, reconstruct itself in a sense bigger and stronger and better uh, using hormones using the the resources that you give it to build um, and basically if when it comes down to it uh, the old saying goes if it was easy everyone would do it of course if it was simple to have an amazing physique everyone in the world would have one so there's something actually rewarding in the uh, in the reality that it's not easy because the more progress you made you can really grasp onto that idea that I've done something incredible here and but so the idea of quick and easy I don't really like that was my point um, what I do like the idea of is being as efficient as possible uh, optimal is is another uh, word that I like so we, we really want to do it in a way that's we, we see results quickly enough that it keeps us motivated and we want to work in the most efficient possible way that way we're not wasting our time so of course the question is what are the types of uh, things we need to do in order to train efficiently and eat efficiently and think efficiently um, so one of the things that I think jumps out at me right away is, is that there's different ways to train your body, your, your muscles. I mean, you can train them with super heavy weights to build up the momentary strength or power. You can use uh, moderate weights and that tends to have more of a hypertrophic effect, especially when you're, um, 
you know, you're, you're working on proving, improving the amount of time you're keeping your muscles under tension. And then you've got the, the more endurance or, or metabolic type training that can also have an impact. So what is the best way to train them? And I think most people would agree that the best way seems to be a combination not just sticking to one all the time, um, training your muscles to be uh, capable in a, a number of different ways, um, as well as flexibility supposedly is a good thing. So this would suggest that some sort of periodization would be the, the way to go. And the way you periodize it is, um, I mean, there's a, a thousand different ways to do this as well. Um, and then, of course, the different training split you're using. So, um, how many body parts you're doing on a day, uh, how many days a week you're training. For example, this is a... Uh, I, I'm going to use the word extreme example, but it's not overly extreme. But the idea of German volume training. So, that's where you train... It's uh, like... It'd be one body part a day. Uh, well, you can do two, I guess. But typically what you're doing is you're doing uh, 10 sets of 10 repetitions for a movement. And usually because of how high volume that is, you're only going to be doing a muscle group once per week. So, um, which usually means one body part, one primary body part uh, per day. So that, that's one method of doing it. Now, um, based on, on the research by uh, people like Brad Schoenfeld and stuff, uh, it seems like it's more optimal to actually train a body part about two times per week. So to accomplish that, you probably need to group together a couple body parts. The way I have found to be the, uh, the most efficient way to do it, since we're talking about efficiency, is, uh, yeah, two body parts per uh, per day, twice per week. So that allows me, so I do a three day split. That way I can do, repeat this three day split twice and I hit every body part twice during the week. And it seems quite effective actually. Uh, what those two body parts are, well, you, you can change it up. There's again, a hundred different ways you can split your body parts up. Um, the one I'm doing right now, I'm doing chest and back together. And then I'm doing shoulders and uh, biceps, and then legs and triceps. So the, the idea behind this is that with the chest and back, it's sort of a protocol or, or a, a modality referred to as reciprocal inhibition. Now, I haven't seen that term thrown around a lot recently, but basically what you're doing is you're, you're, uh, you're training antagonist muscle groups on the same day. Now I'm just just doing it with chest and back, um, so my big upper upper body uh, parts. Whereas I suppose legs as well. Now that I think about it, yeah, legs too because I'm doing both my my um, lats and my uh, or or my quads and my um, hamstrings at the same time. So I guess that's a bit of reciprocal in inhibition as well. Uh, but for the delts delts and biceps day, it's not really that kind of idea but 
it uh, it still works out so that for the for the big movers I'm getting that that kind of benefit. Uh, another thing I think that's important when it comes to efficiency in training is one of the first training concepts I ever learned, and I know I've mentioned this a couple times on this podcast, but that's the idea of really feeling the muscle group working. So one of the things I've been doing recently is really focusing on the concept of, see, what's it called again? Um, uh, bear with me here. It, it's metabolic resistance. So it's it's slightly higher um, rep range. So working in, I go all the all the way up to twenty reps, but uh, usually between twelve and fifteen, and and as low. But I will throw in some some lower rep ones as well there to get that kind of uh, strength benefit. But for the most part, it's it's the higher rep range ones. And. Uh, and when you're doing this and you're keeping good form and you're getting towards the end of the set, your muscles should be starting to burn. And then it's the mental challenge of pushing through. Now, I talk about the mental challenge. This is something I've been really thinking a lot about lately because it seems to me that as much as it's good to be disciplined, it's almost better to find ways to not have to be disciplined. So to take something that seems like a burden and find a way to make it something you look forward to doing. And I think when we can do this, then it becomes effortless and the, the habits start taking care of themselves. And when we get into that zone, then you're pretty much unstoppable. You're going to be continuing to make results. I mean, the problem time and time again we seem to have uh, in terms of getting into decent shape seems to be sticking with a program and, and not sort of falling off the bandwagon or um, or not like getting tired of it or burned out. Um, so we, we need... I, th- I think that's where the, the mindset really helps out, right? But... I, I've talked about this before too. It's it's important that we don't become so obsessed with something that it it takes over our life. At least if that not if that's you know what you want. I, obviously, with some people, it is their life, and that's perfectly fine. Um, but but for most of us, you don't want a you don't necessarily want your your um, your your fitness or to be to to overtake your life most people don't want that they do want to be able to be in the kind of good shape but without it consuming them but even with that i think uh it certainly requires a level of dedication and i think it's true the greater the dedication the greater your results will be so it's about finding that happy medium so really thinking about this today, uh, I think some interesting to keep in mind when we're thinking about the, the most efficient way to have good results, it's a combination of looking at the science or, you know, what we know so far from, from studies that have been done and um, preferably not ones by supplement companies, but, um, but, but good studies that have been done and, uh, and anecdotal evidence because we don't actually know everything and and it's basically impossible to know exactly how well something is going to work for you uh, 
and especially when it comes to diet right we need to we need to come up with a plan that's going to uh to 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 be sustainable and and tolerable over a long over the long haul um i think it's also important we've got to think about exactly what we're trying to accomplish because i mean the the title of this is how to build muscle uh, or the easiest quickest way to build muscle and when we're talking about purely building muscle diet wise you're going to be eating a lot of food and but if you're looking for the more overall uh, physical improvements probably that's not going to be optimal you're not you know there's there's it seems to me there's less and less purpose for bulking pure bulking right so we need to take usually a smarter approach which usually means you know taking care of uh, taking care of your calories making them probably a moderate uh, caloric deficit and good amounts of protein managing your protein now how much protein you actually need is a topic for another day um there seems to be very different views on how much protein you actually need to build muscle. Uh, but what is known is that it's highly thermogenic. So you're not going to get fat off of too much protein. Now, does that mean that you can have an infinite amount of it? Well, no, probably there's a point of diminishing returns. Well, there is a point of diminishing returns. Uh, and too much can probably well almost certainly be a bad thing but um furthermore uh protein is is an expensive food source so it unless you're a professional uh athlete then it might not be practical to have ridiculous amounts of protein anyway uh so what are some takeaways here well i would say probably the key to having results and having continued results is to follow this method. Learn as much as you can. And and that means from studies, from good articles, from people you trust, uh, also from yourself and your own experience. With that knowledge, make a plan. Then, based on your results, adjust your plan. And with that kind of method... Uh, I, I would think that if, if you're serious and you stick to it, then you're going to have pretty good results. Um, logging is something I always recommend. Logging your food, logging your workouts for sure. Also, uh, logging your food and, um, yeah, and, and giving yourself a couple extra snacks during the day that you're, you have to, um, that you have to log might be a good trick to help you continuing to do those, uh, to do that food logging throughout the day when it's kind of getting a bit, you know, um, not, not at the top of your list of priorities when you're feeling kind of, uh, depleted and tired and, and your give a shit meter kind of goes down. So, uh, so hopefully that's some help. Uh, when I have more ideas for it, I will come back at you with some more.